yesterday and I came across this video that was talking about like I guess the house that her grandparents live in is has all this like gothic decor and so then I fell down this rabbit hole of looking at other gothic decor and I just thought to myself where I was like oh I need gothic decor that'd be nice and then I looked around at my apartment that has <laughs> there's five to six different skeleton items just in this room yes your Ouija board bag. My Ouija board bag, my Ouija board blanket. Your All of my skeleton Skeleton pillows. pillows. My little skeleton yoga thing over there. Mm-hmm. My skeleton chihuahua and then my skeleton coasters. And I was like, I don't think I need to get more gothic. Right. <laughs> which it is, it's, I call it minimalist spooky, which is what I want. I was going to say, because you yourself are fairly minimalist. So just in but. general. I had a moment where I'm like, it's pretty spooky up in here. Right. (laughs) I love Taylor Swift, but I love all things spooky. Yes. Welcome to the No It's Becky podcast. The podcast where we talk about every Taylor Swift song. In detail. In chronological order. I'm Addie. I'm Shelby. And this is our last debut song. Yes. And we'll be wrapped up with debut and then we'll move on to Fearless. Yes. Which I guess we'll talk about a little bit more towards the end of this. Mm Mm-hmm. Of kind of what our plans are for that, but... I Heart Question Mark, written in 2003, so probably one of her early writes where she kind of wrote it and kind of kept it to the side until she started writing debut. And it's not on debut, it's on the Beautiful Eyes EP, but in my brain it goes with Yeah, because it's around, it's the same era. Mm -hmm. And we're not doing like the Beautiful Eyes EP as a separate album, so it's going to go with debut. It just gets bunched up with this. Yes. But... Man, it's country. It is so country. We just played it because my brain couldn't remember it. But yeah, that was an accent. Shelby's like, my brain forgot that probably for a reason. Right. It's one of those that like, I know the title and I remember it being a song, but I never had the Beautiful Eyes EP. It's like the one Taylor Swift album I don't have. I don't have that one and I don't have the Christmas one. So Yeah. (laughs) It's like you fill the holes in my... uh, collection but i mean i'm also missing lover and red tv i think are the only physical albums i'm missing right now yeah and i have both of those but but yeah so this is one of those songs i think because i never had it on cd i didn't listen to it super often and so like you said the title and i was like oh yeah i remember that being a thing but yeah i couldn't tell you what it sounds like well i think now i don't even know if it's on because I'm a Spotify user. I feel like if it's on there, it's like a miscellaneous recording from like a live show or something where like, I don't even think it's part of her like discography. If you look at like her Taylor Swift channel, it's like it gets uploaded somewhere else. Now we're checking. Right. Because Shelby's an Apple user and I'm a Spotify user, so now we have to check. Yeah, no, it's not even on Apple. Uh, Well, because the Beautiful Eyes EP isn't there. Well, here, let me see. Singles and EPs. Do tell. Does it exist? Uh, yeah, no. They don't even have the Beautiful Eyes EP on Apple Music. It's Spotify. Yeah, the it's like, not on there. Because they put them up in, like, chronological order. And the earliest, like, EP they have, um, or, like, single they have is the Taylor Swift Holiday album. So, yeah, it's not even on Apple Music. Because on Spotify, there's the debut in 2006 and then live from Clear Channel 2008. It mm-hmm. has beautiful eyes, but it does not have a heart question mark. 
Yeah. So this is one of those, if you don't know it, understandable. It's right. Like, Google, go to like the depths of YouTube to go find this, but we thought to include it because it was part of the beautiful ICP. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, she has a real thick accent with this one. It's very country, and the song is about the guy that she was into. My air condition, my heating is so loud. Also, <laughs> That's it doesn't okay. help that the vent is right there. Yeah. And that the dog is whistling. But the song's kind of about this guy in probably middle school. Well, that means 2003, so definitely middle school for her. Mm-hmm. Breaks up with her, ends their relationship, and so then she and her... Well, I'm going to go ahead and move on and be better way that she writes I heart with a question mark. It draws like the letter I probably, a heart, and then the question mark. In, in my head, that's what it is because it was very much like we did that in middle school. Yes. That she oh. wrote that so that it was a kind of like, oh, I've moved on. I'm on to bigger and better things now. Right. But yeah, and then it's like throughout the song... It's her being like, you caused this breakup, I'm moving on, like, you broke my heart, but, and I'm upset about it, but, like, we're done. But then, like, at some point, it's like, he tries to get back together with her, and she's like, no, nope, we're and done. she's just kind of like, no, and moves on. Right. Yeah, because she's like, one day you're gonna wake up and smell the breakup. Realize that we won't make up. I love that she does that with, because the chorus is... Wake up and smell the breakup, fix my heart, put on my makeup, another mess, another mess I didn't plan, and then, like, the last chorus, uh, wake up and smell the breakup, realize that we won't make up, it didn't go the way you planned, I'm kind of flipping it on, like, what she thought, and then flipping it on to him of, like, yeah, oh, like, this didn't go how you planned, I'm gonna move on, though. Right, like, you thought you could break up with me, but then I'd just come crawling back to you, and she's like, no, that's not how that's gonna go. Almost like her, like, taking control of, like, this is what I'm going to do. Right. And she's like, I put myself back together. We're good. I don't need you. But maybe think of back in, you know, middle school when we would all write on our hands. Oh, yeah. Also, so I have taylorswift.fandom.com pulled up for these lyrics. And it, at the bottom, there's a little, like, pre-pre-old EP that says Taylor Swift, number one, I heart question mark two, your face, and three, the outside. Yeah, I feel like that was probably, like, something... Probably one of, like, the CDs that she, like, handed out or kind of... Yeah, like, one of the ones she took to record labels and stuff as, um... Like, here's a sample of my music. Yeah, uh, yeah, because this was an older song. But I love that... My favorite, like, line of the whole thing is the fix my heart, put on my makeup of just, like, this is just part of her day. It's like, right. I gotta put myself together, I'm gonna put my thousand pounds of eyeliner on and <laughs> yes it's like i woke up i remembered that we broke up so i'm just gonna fix my heart put on my makeup go about my day like i didn't plan this but here we are and then the i'd be fine if you just walked by but you had to talk about why you were wrong and i was right it's like i was gonna move on but then you dragged me back into this right it's very much yeah the whole song is very much like he caused this she moved on, she had fixed herself, and, like, was better and everything, but he keeps coming back and being like, oh, but no, you were actually right, and, like, I want to get back together, and, like, all these things, and she's just like, why? Mm -hmm. I'm past the point of crying over it, I'm past the point of, yeah, like, waiting by the phone every night, um, and, yeah, because she even says, like, I can't believe you made me sit at home and cry like a baby, 
wait right by the phone every night. Like, Mm -hmm. she's like, I can't believe I even felt that way about you. I don't anymore. So stop and go away. I'd also like to pause and that this wasn't wait by the phone where, like, her cell phone was in her hand and she was, like, scrolling. This was 2003. You had a phone attached to the wall with a cord. Or at the very least, a cordless phone that was in her room where it's, like, she didn't, like, and you didn't really... Unless you were, like, expecting, like, a very important phone call, almost business-like, the phone was just kind of, like, off in the corner. Like, you didn't carry it with you from room to room. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, I, I so, like, you like, had to actively, like, sit by the phone to wait and, like, not do anything else because the phone was not going with you. And it was probably more of a, like, the phone was, like, off in a corner on a table, like, by a chair or something. So she probably right. sat in that chair and just, like, stared at the phone. Like... If she had a phone in her room, then yeah. Otherwise, like, my house, the phone was in the kitchen. Yeah. So, like, I'd have to, like, sit next to the fridge Mm -hmm. to wait for the phone to ring. So, yeah, like, it's an active thing that you are doing. I also love the, and I'll bet you thought you beat me, of the, like, it's very middle school, but it's fine, whatever, of the, like, I beat you, haha. Right. Of almost, like, not rubbing it in their face, but just of 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 him feeling like he had, like... One in this yeah. relationship. But like somehow. she's walking away with like her head higher. Yeah, like he he didn't beat her. She's the one who actually ended up winning because she's the one who moved on. Because he thought that like he could just treat her feelings as though they were like expendable, and she's like, okay, well then you have to find someone new. But also, in with the whole I heart question mark, because she was writing it on her hand that that I don't remember if it was during the fearless to her but speak now definitely and then other times that she writes the 13 on her hand and then specifically with the speak now to her she would write lyrics down her arms Mm -hmm. and so that it makes me think of that of just like and also in middle school like there's just a fair amount of downtime and so you're just kind of doodling a lot and so I felt like in middle school I either like drew on my converse or like you would write little things or like your friend's name on your hand. I was constantly covered in stuff like I constantly Mm -hmm. had writing on my hands because I was a doodler anyway Mm -hmm. um also I apparently as a child didn't know what a planner was so I would like write my homework on the back of my hands but I used to get in so much trouble because they always told me I was going to get like ink poisoning but I still remember when we worked together, you would write things on your hands all the time, and I'd be like, Shelby, here's a post-it note. <laughs> right? And you'd be like, no, it's fine. Yeah. I uh, I don't know. I'm too lazy to find paper. But yeah, definitely in middle school, mm-hmm. it was constant. My hands were always covered in writing or doodles of some sort. And like, that's a very... A very middle school thing. Of course, like, you drew, like, little hearts or, like, your friends' names or stars. Do you like them? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, like, when you're in class and you're bored and have nothing to do, or even if you have something to do, but you're not going to because you're in middle school. Or if you were the good kid and had to wait on everybody else to finish up things. Yes. Yes. Same. Um, But, yeah, like, God forbid you doodle on a piece of paper when your hand is right there. I used to color in my fingernails with Sharpies. That was a time. I remember there being kids that would take white out and, like, paint their nails with it. I do remember that, but I never did that because it always ended up goopy and I couldn't handle it. You mean it was a texture thing? It was. (laughs) It was a texture thing. Should have known early on. Um, But I don't know. Even for this song having been written in 2003 and being, like, a very, like, her being in middle school when she wrote it, it doesn't feel like a middle school song. Like, in a way, 
Oh, it does so middle school to me because it's the like the the I heart question mark feels like a middle school. Like thing. the I heart question mark part does, but the lyricism of it, I should okay. say, doesn't feel like a middle schooler wrote it. No, like the, I'd say that because the whole like wake up and smell the breakup, fix my heart, put on my makeup, like that feels like a lyric that someone older would have written because mm-hmm. it's it's well put together, and, and the, not to say that like. A child can't be a good lyricist, but you don't necessarily think that you like a thirteen-year-old is gonna write something like that. Not to say that it's like mind-breaking, mind-blowing lyricism, but it and doesn't feel like a thirteen-year-old wrote it. And going to the last chorus of like making all like the little changes of realizing that we won't make that, that it didn't go the way you planned, mm-hmm. and like kind of the small changes that she does of change, kind of changing the narrative of yeah, like this is on you. Right, of switching it up at the end there, yeah. Um, It just, the lyrics of it, like the content feels very middle school, but the lyrics themselves feel at least like someone a little bit older wrote them, which, I don't know, she could have, again, written it like over time or whatever. Had most of it written in 2003, then when her and Liz Rose worked together. I don't know if Liz Rose wrote... Yeah, worked on this one at all? I don't know. The CD's right here. Give me two seconds. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. It just feels like a well-put-together song. Also, with this EP, I think there's a DVD on the other side. Hold on. Okay, so the little... It says video DVD. Uh, It has beautiful eyes video, the picture to burn video, I'm only me when I'm with you, Tim McGraw, teardrops, our song, the making of picture to burn. GAC New Artist Special and the 2008 AMC Awards performance. I should have said no. Oh, well. Let me whip open this. I'm pretty sure that it's a poster. Yes, a fair and all the flowers. Please don't lick that, ma'am. <laughs> that is a relic. Oh, it's just, she just wrote it. Okay. Liz Rose didn't write it with her. Okay, so it probably is the original lyrics then, um, which, like, props to her. That's all I have for this one. I figured we'd also wrap this one up with kind of talking about our plans for Fearless and what we're going to yeah. do with that. Um, oh, just a little bit. We'll have a filler episode before because yes. Fearless requires a lot of research mm-hmm. and a lot of more in-depth look at things. Yes, but, for sure. In relation to Fearless and Fearless TV, we're talking about the albums as they happen chronologically. And so the next segment, we'll talk about Fearless as it came out in 2008. Yes. We're only going to talk about the songs that came out within that time period and not necessarily the Fearless vault tracks. We'll get to those when we get to Taylor Free Recordings. Yes. And all of that. So if you go back and look at these and you're like, okay, Fearless is on here. Where's Mr. Perfectly Fine? We'll get there. Right, yeah. Our next episode will have a fun uh, little bonus extra filler in between. Yes. So um, we will see you guys then. Yes. Do you want to tell them what it is? No, we'll keep it a secret. Okay. We'll keep it a secret. Um, but yeah, we'll see you okay. for our next little filler episode. So we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye-bye.